What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, aka the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am pleased to be joined, as always, with at What's up, bud? Doing well. Uh, excited to get into week eight. Week eight's uh, always one of my yeah, favorite you, weeks you of the year. Excited. Ah, just, just ready to go. I want to talk about some games. You want to talk about some games? Yeah. Everybody had to wait on me today because I had to do some blue collar work, some real tough guy stuff. Power drills. Yeah. Letters. Yeah. Hammers. Yeah, I'm done really with that. Right. Fantastic. Um, do you know what I had for breakfast to celebrate my work? Because I got right up and got to work on this beam today. I went to a diner and I ate chili nachos. Uh, for breakfast. Now, yes. It's very important if you're going to get chili nachos, Marcus, you got to get the bowl of chili on the side. Because as you know, with the nachos Belgrande order, still hunting for that Taco Bell sponsorship, hmm. you will allow the chili to melt the chips. And there's nothing worse than soggy wet noodle chips. Yeah, you need the chips to be able to hold all of the other good stuff, right? Like the steak and the cheese and the, uh, the sour cream. So you don't want a soggy chip. If I were Marcus right here, I'd say you don't want the Bailey Zappy of chips. Yeah, you That's want you something that can hold up to that, right? You want some big, yeah. strong arm nacho. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Two by fours, Home Depot. All right. So now that we're done with all that, uh, we've got picks to do today. Uh, anything you want to talk about football-wise before we uh, do our picks? We didn't confer about what we're going to talk about today we always talk picks but anything on the top of your football brain no not really not really it's just uh, i i, I the nfl trade deadline is uh coming up next tuesday i wish we had more exciting players that were going to be available for trade nope. it seems like it's going to be a a pretty boring trade deadline but we'll see what if matt ryan got traded no chance i know I mean, you you won't even let me speculate just no for chance. like, you know. Well, I mean, okay. we can pretend like he's going to get traded, but he's not. The only there team anyone... that would trade for Matt Ryan would be the Colts, right? Like they are the only team out there <laughs> this offseason that needed him, and they found out they didn't even need him. So, uh, You really know how to take the life out of a well, I'm just I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but the NFL been... trade line kind of sucks. Like the, the best time to make trades in the NFL is like, a week before free agency starts. Not yes. Well, draft. I mean, you know, yeah, draft day trades used to be all the rage. Jerome well, Bettis, I think, was a draft day trade. But we don't even really get draft day trades anymore. They happen usually like two months ahead of time. Sorry. I think think you got muted or you, uh, you lost connection. I couldn't hear you talking. That's okay. Try now. Nope, still nothing. That's all right. I'll uh, I'll carry us until until you figure out what's going on with your audio. I think it's going to be a boring trade deadline because you're going to only see if anybody gets traded, like little stuff, like James Robinson getting traded or fourth string or you know number four receivers. You're not going to see big time moves or anything like that. Still nothing. Not sure where you're at. Did you unplug yourself? It's all right. It's okay. Uh, I think you might be Am I back. there? Yeah, you're back. I'm back. Oh, uh, yeah. we're back. We're back. We're good. Uh, I said, wasn't A.J. Brown a draft day trade? Yeah, that was probably... Well, in Hollywood Brown, I guess that was the other one, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're quit right. hating, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's our first game? Let's talk Thursday night football. A good Thursday night game, an important one. Ravens at Buccaneers. Ravens, one and a half point favorites in this game. Mm. 
This game's so ugly. It's so ugly, dude. First of all, what do you think of that spread? So that means on a neutral field, the Ravens would be like four and a half point favorites at home, seven point favorites. Feels a little high to me. It feels like this to be a pick em. It feels like the first time. All right. Uh, it actually doesn't. It feels like the eighth time we have a crap Thursday night game. Yeah, that's right. I said that. This game, I have zero interest in this game. Is that bad? Uh, yeah, because you are a football analyst. You should be watching all these games with some excitement and vigor, but you don't have that, so it's fine. Are these teams the kind of teams that you can watch with excitement and vigor? So, first of all, uh, the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah, totally, they're at least somewhat fun. Somewhat, but you'd never know what they are week to week. And Tampa Bay's offense, man, oh my gosh, last week against Carolina, that was like watching a tooth extraction. Their offense is so out of sync right now. I, I don't I don't quite know what to finger as the problem like specific. Is it quarterback? Is it running back? Is it wide receiver? I I really don't know, Marcus. I don't. I don't know either. It's their offense has just been awful to watch this season. It's not been fun. You know, I think I figured out what the problem is. My audio. I think I have a little short here. I think so. Yeah, and it would require some blue collar work, which I'm clearly proficient at. I don't know yeah. if I told you, but I did some blue collar work this morning. Did I tell you that? You, you did. I'm only about a hundred times. It shows you how well, me how infrequently you do it. You know that's hurtful. It's all right. It's fine. Okay. So what if I do this? If I take this out of here and I do this because I'm so technically proficient. And by the way, this takes a little bit of strength, what I'm doing. I don't know. If that <laughs> Are you showing off the triceps right now on YouTube? You know, I do have pretty good triceps for an older man. Um, I would. It's lost in my young. See, we, your connection's bad. You need to show off those triceps and fix that connection a little bit more. Did that do it? That's ah, not terrible. I can what hear you. What the heck? All right, look, guys. Uh, you know, I don't know the point. All right, so uh, I will take the Ravens to... Oh, I hate this. Can I trust the Ravens on the road? No, I can't. I think I'm actually going to take Tampa Bay here. I'm inclined to as well. I think this game is more important for Tampa than it is Baltimore. Um the thing that makes me a little hesitant is Tampa Bay is an older team, and having to play on a short week can be hard. Uh, we've seen Brady not play particularly well on these shorter weeks, but I'll go with you. I, I think Tampa needs, needs it more. Let's pick that. Uh, next game. It's a London game. Broncos at Jaguars, or Broncos against the Jaguars. Uh, Jags, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. How are the Jags a favorite, period, is remarkable. Uh, my guess is because... Vegas isn't quite sure if Russell Wilson's going to be playing yet. Of course, of course. And but even with Russell Wilson, this wouldn't be like some kind of guaranteed win for the Broncos. Their offense has been bad either way. The thing is, is it's hard to trust the Jags offense against probably a top five defensive unit in the NFL right now. So and, and that's why I'm taking Denver here. And there's no, there's just no home field. Oh. I mean, if Russell Wilson's going to play, I think I'll take the Broncos. Um, gosh, I don't like doing it, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos yeah, here. Same. Uh, next one. Panthers at Falcons. Falcons, five-point favorites in this one. Yeah. The Panthers, I think last week was really nice. It felt good. I like Atlanta here. I like Atlanta to run the football, which they've done all season long. They've been in every game. Now, they did have a little bit of an issue with injuries in their secondary last week. I know A.J. Terrell, I don't think he practiced today, but um, I know they're hoping to have him back. But even without him, how much could Carolina really exploit Atlanta's secondary or lack of a pass rush? This is not a team with a passing game. I will take the Falcons to win, but the Panthers to cover. cover. There's just no way Atlanta should be a five-point favorite in any game this season. Sorry. That's fair. That's fair. By the way, the Jags Broncos over under is got to be like 39 at the most. At the absolute most. I just well, thought of that. You're wrong. It's higher than 39. So, how? 
It's 39 and a half. Okay, can we go to the next game? Uh, yeah, not a problem at all. The Dallas Cowboys uh, hosting the Chicago Bears, the Cowboys' nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Well, I know the Cowboys did some heavy lifting, uh, acquiring a, a, a lineman that they desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this doesn't, as you say, doesn't move the needle, but I don't know if I mentioned that, but in Dallas, we do heavy lifting. Uh, that's what I did this morning when I did some uh, repair work. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. And, yeah. and the Cowboys. So uh, the Cowboys getting a little bit of help on their front. Does it excite you? Does it move the needle at all for you for this game specifically at all? Uh, not for this game because I don't even know if Jonathan Hankins is going to play or not. But I think long term they needed more interior defensive line help. So this it's a good move by them. Um, I think I will take the Cowboys to win, but I'll take Chicago to cover. I think we're going to see an ugly game that's like 13-9 to after three quarters that ends up being 17-9 to at the end. So I'll, I'll, I'll go... I'll go uh, the Bears to cover. You know, there was one time that Jonathan Hankins was very highly touted. That's not really the guy uh, that they've gotten here. Uh, But if you've seen the Cowboys interior defensive line play this year, Tampa Bay starting week one ran all over them. It's the way that you attack the Cowboys. The Lions didn't have Swift last week, which would have made it easier for them to attack. Uh, The other thing, too, is if you think about the Cowboys pass rush and everyone's excited about Micah Parsons, and I get that, how much is Justin Fields actually going to drop back? That's really the key in this game. I can see Justin Fields having 17, 18 pass attempts, Marcus, for the whole game. Yeah, I I don't disagree. Okay, I'll say 19. Uh, I'm going to go Cowboys to win, Bears to cover as well. The total on this has also got to be low. Dak was rusty last week. Michael Gallup has not played well. Zico Elliott's banged up right now. Tony Pollard did jack last week. I know Cowboys fans are in love with him. Uh, but he does have some limitations. Uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about that here. I'm going to go 42 and a half here. Uh, it's not a bad, not a bad guess. It's 42 and a half. Okay, cool. All right, next game. Uh, well, hold on. We got we got to talk about Russell Wilson. We forgot to talk about this. Uh, he's been pushing to play, um, and he said he's been rehabbing 18 and a half to 19 hours a day to get ready. First of all, do you believe him? I, um, I want to know what his tweet's going to be. I think what he's going to have is he's going to have a picture of himself rehabbing and he's going to do a two word tweet. It's going to say sleep deprivation. Yeah. So that uh, we all know how hard he's working. I'm going to give you a, a quote from, so I'm going to give you a quote. You tell me if it's real or not. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Okay. It's a little yeah. bit of a long one. Uh, Can I predict it? <laughs> Can I try to predict what the quote is? Sure. Before we do it. Hi, I'm Russell Wilson. And nothing's helped me more in my pro career than the shake weight. I started using it a few years ago, and it really helped me with my upper body strength to be able to drive throws. Sorry, is that is that not what it is? Uh, no, this is, a, oh. this is somebody talking about uh, w- uh, the wasted moments in a day are eating, sleeping, and using the facilities. Uh, quote, it's theoretically possible to design a diet and fitness routine so efficient that your body no longer creates waste. I wear my number on my number. Sorry, uh, I read the wrong thing. Right now, I'm in a loading phase where I only allow myself to go to the bathroom Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's really improved my energy levels. Plus, the internal waste provides more cushioning against the violence impacts I see on Sunday. Okay, uh, uh, my PolitiFact meter is going to say, yes, that's a real statement. <laughs> and I'm going to attribute it to Russell Wilson. It's actually a line from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but it's it's ah. actually believable that Russell Wilson would say that. So Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet. Uh, Please, just, let's not talk, let's not talk just, Broncos, Jack. That's just anymore. where we're at right now with Russell Wilson. Anything is believable. Uh, next game. Miami yeah. Dolphins at the Detroit Lions, the Dolphins three and a half point favorites. Uh, kind of an interesting game here. The Lions played a lot better last week against the Cowboys. They had a lot of chances in that game. Um, the game got away from them, I'd say, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. The problem is health for them defensively for a de- defensive unit that has been really bad. 
they haven't had Swift for weeks now, and Jared Goff just can't turn the ball over. Now, some of the giveaways uh, this past week were when they were at the end of the game and yep. and uh, had to do something, but I don't know. I don't trust Miami's passing game enough right now with Tua to just automatically say, yeah, they're going to go in there and he's going to throw for three bills and Tyreek Hill's going to go off and they're going to have a, a big game. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I wasn't all that impressed with what I saw of Tua uh, against Pittsburgh in the second half on Sunday night. And who could blame him? The guy's been through a lot this year. Um, but I, I, I do think the Dolphins are a good enough team, but to win yeah. by more than three and a half, Marcus. So what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, I see this being like a 28-23 game, and which would mean Miami would cover. Yeah, I think Miami will win and cover. I think their speed in Detroit is going to be a little bit too much. I think now that Tua's got that first game kind of out of the way, I think you'll see him look way more comfortable um, here in Week Eight. So I will take Miami to win and cover. Next one. Cardinals at the Vikings. I want you to guess this spread. What what do you think this spread should be? Cardinals at the Vikings. Well, the Vikings are definitely a better team, and the Vikings are at home. And if you do the three-point classic swing, I would have the Vikings by seven. But the way you're asking me that tells me that it's not that, and it's lower than that. So let's hear what you got. Vikings by three and a half. That's too low. I'll take Minnesota win and cover. Minnesota coming off a bye as well? Yeah. I mean, yes, I guess Minnesota could win by a field goal. We've talked about it before. Three and a half point spreads are really tricky. Um, and if you're betting a lot of money, you need to be careful with that. Uh, this is definitely the kind of game that you'd want to tease down, don't you think? And just, hey, tease it down to where Minnesota wins and you're golden. Yeah, I think i just take the money line here on Minnesota, right? Um, yeah. But, but I'm not afraid to take them minus three and a half as well. I think they're going to win... By seven. So, okay. Um, I, this is a big game for them, by the way, just taking the picks part out of it. I think Minnesota really needs to show that they're a contender. And this is when you do it. You play a team that's been wildly inconsistent uh, from a week to week basis. You're at home and you're coming off a bye. Wouldn't you agree? This is more important to me for Minnesota than Arizona. Absolutely. Um, I, I just, they, they've got to show, I, I hate to say what they're made of. But this is the kind of game that you need to win by a touchdown and you need to take care of business at home. Next up. Uh, next one, Raiders at the Saints. The Raiders are two-point favorites on the road. I don't know if it was the last time they played on the road, but I think the, I think the last time the Raiders played in New Orleans, Derek Carr threw a ball to Michael Crabtree in the end zone on the last, was it the last play of the game or was it a two-point conversion? Do you remember this game? I do. I do. Um Gosh, what year was that? Was that 2014? No. No, it couldn't have been 2014. I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Or 2015. 2015. Yeah, it was a crazy game. Um, okay, so the the two points is kind of throwing me off. I'll be honest. That's, that's an unusual... Because are the Raiders really five points better than the Saints? I know the Saints looked really bad. I just don't think Andy Dalton's going to give give you the the pick sixes. And if they go with Taysom Hill, I actually would like New Orleans to win this game. So I am not going to go with the Raiders to cover this. Uh, oh, but outright. Eesh. I will take the, the Saints to win and cover. And obviously, if they win, they would cover. Here's the reason. Um, they still yeah, have a really good this. defensive line. And that has not played particularly That has not played great. well. No. The Raiders' offensive line cannot pass protect at all. Now, they can run the ball pretty well. We've been talking about Josh Jacobs, how well he's playing. But if this becomes a drop-back game where the, the Raiders have to throw the ball, they're going to be in big trouble. Um, and the one thing that you can do against the Raiders' defense is you can run the ball. The Texans ran all over the Raiders. I think I'm taking the Saints, who have a long break off. Remember, they played last Thursday. The win here at home. I would pick the Saints with total confidence if I felt like Taysom Hill was going to get a lot of play this week. I would. But I'm not quite sure what Dennis Allen is doing. I, I, I really don't know. Now, I know Dennis Allen does not run the offense. Pete Carmichael does, but he is the head coach, and he could certainly go into his staff and say, let's give these guys something to think about, and let's go right at them. 
I'm going to trust that Dennis Allen is smart enough to do that. By the way, this is a revenge game for him. He was a Raiders mm-hmm. uh, head coach, got hired back in like 13 or 14. Uh, I am going to go with you on this. I'll say Saints to, to win this game outright. Yep. Next one. Um, my Pittsburgh Steelers against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, 10.5 point favorites in this game. Pretty steep. That's pretty steep. Um, I know you think the Steelers are awful. Oh, I missed the I know game. The, I, I missed the game, but that's all right. We're, we can we're, circle back. We can yeah, circle, circle back. back. Yeah, yeah. So I got so excited. I, yeah, well, I'm actually going to take Philadelphia to win this game. I'm not going to pick them to cover. I think they are due for a dud game. And um, this just feels like the kind of game, cross-state rivalry, that Mike Tomlin's team is going to keep very – He's they're so pesky under him. Um, I think they're going to take the ball out of Pickett's hands a little bit, slow this game down. You're going to end up seeing a lot of running, even though Pittsburgh's backs have not exactly been effective this year, uh, and thus keep the points down, making it hard. Philadelphia could totally control the game, but win by nine, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So if you want to put your money on the Eagles 10.5, I think that's a risk. So go ahead and tell me that the Eagles are going to cover this. I will say this is the first time in my life, and I'm not exaggerating, the first time in my life that I will be rooting for the Steelers in a game. Seriously. Even because there's been other years like where they've played like the Eagles, obviously, because I'm a Cowboy fan, where I'm still kind of rooting for the Eagles to beat them because Pittsburgh's in contention with the Steelers being two and five. They're not going to do anything. So I'm actually going to be rooting for the Eagles or for the Steelers this week. Therefore, I'm taking the Eagles to, to win and cover the spread. Well, let me put it to you this way. I could see Philadelphia being up 20 to nine late in the fourth quarter, total control of the game. Pittsburgh gets the ball with 54 seconds left. They know they need two scores. So they drive just to get in field goal range, kick the field goal and go onside. And the Eagles will let them do that all day. Philadelphia wins 20 to 12 and your bet blows up on you. That's my issue with the 10 and a half because these teams are going, I think are going to run the, I think this will be a quick game too. Um, I just think that's awfully risky I don't really see Philadelphia as a 40-point scoring machine, not in a game like this. No, but I, I don't see Pittsburgh scoring a lot of points either. That's why I could see a 21-10 to 10 type of game, 21-7. to 7. Um, But uh, let's go to another one. This is the game I've, I've struggled with the most, Patriots at Jets. Patriots coming off a short week. Still don't know who the starting quarterback is. Um, Patriots, one-and-a-half-point favorites here on the road. Yeah, they had to back the rundown up because I know you got I messed so up. Excited. Sorry. Yeah, way to go. Sorry. Is this the is this the Eric Mangini bowl? Uh, or the Bill Belichick bowl. Yeah, I know, but I didn't want to go with the obvious angle. I mean, yeah, we can go to the Bill Parcells bowl now that you've ruined it. <laughs> the Brian Cox bowl. Sure. How how many Jets Patriots can we name? Otis Smith, former super tall corner. Darrell Rivas. Darrell Rivas. Can we keep going with this, or no, do they, are we have we run out of gas already? All right, we're that good. was that, that was a lame exercise. I don't know why you took us on That's that. Um, all right, Patriots one and a half point favorites after just getting basically handled at shellacked. home. Yep, shellacked. They're on a short week. Uh, Jets, if you missed it, are without Brees Hall. It was a big loss for them. It's not like they don't have any running backs whatsoever. It's just it's a real shame because that guy might have been rookie of the year. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and take the Patriots to rebound here, though, man. I just don't see them uh, throwing up a dead fish two weeks in a row. I do like the Jets the way they play, but I, you know, with them getting nothing from the quarterback position, Marcus, it's really hard to say, yeah, the Jets can continue to play impressive football. They're going to have to do something besides run the ball because the Patriots are going to be ready to shut that down. I thought about this game a lot. Um, That's a first. Lock of the week, Patriots to win and cover. Oh, boy. Here's why. Here's why. Yeah, go ahead. Zach Wilson, two games against the Patriots, has a passer rating of 37.1. If he just spikes the ball on the ground every single play, it's a 39.6. Zach Wilson is just not going to beat the Patriots through the air. And I'm not sure how much they're going to be able to run it with Michael Carter and a brand-new James Robinson. I'll take the Patriots to win like a 17-10 to 10 type of game. Um. I thought you might go a different route with that. So what's Zach Wilson's career passer rating against New England? 
Yeah, I thought you were going to say Zach Wilson's passer rating against everybody else this year, 38.7. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not really lying. I can tell what you, you right now. What did you throw for? 120 last week? 121 on 26 uh, attempts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he looked, remember the Pittsburgh game? He looked just absolutely atrocious. Then he made a couple of throws in the second half and got people on the highlight shows, you know, saying, yeah, look, Zach Wilson's back and he ain't back. I don't know if he's really ever been there to be back so anyway yeah i'm out sorry i'm not feeling uh, that right now yeah it's fine uh next game uh the tennessee titans at the houston texans go ahead and give me your your guess for this spread i am but i have one question for you before we totally get away from the jets if he struggles monumentally against new england again do you go to joe flacco next week <laughs> they will put together some wins man like they, yeah, I, I think you kind of have to ride out with them this year, right? And I don't feel feel like that's fair to the other guys in the locker room. So that, that's always a tough thing because I know your MO is, hey, you always have to develop your quarterback and see what you have. Yep. And I always say, what about the other human beings in that locker room that are playing their butts off? They deserve to be put in the best keep, chance to win. It's a playing, tricky thing to navigate. Keep playing as hard as you can, collect those checks, and don't worry about what the, everybody else is doing. So, All right. Titans, Texans, they're at Houston. You wanted me to guess the spread. Tennessee should absolutely be favored. Houston is at home, though. Uh, I'm going to go Tennessee, but I have a feeling this is lower. I was starting to say five and a half. I'm going to go Tennessee by three and a half. Tennessee by one and a half. I'll go Tennessee to win and cover. I think there's some concern about Ryan Tannehill, he left the game uh, last week in a boot. Maybe there's some concern that he's not going to be ready to go or he's going to be limited. Um, limited, yeah. Mobility is an issue for him. I mean, an issue because he has pretty good mobility as is, and you take that away from him. I don't know how great Ryan Tannehill is just straight up not being able to move, uh, throwing from the pocket. <laughs> I, I just don't feel like there's any way Houston wins this game. I don't. Well, Davis Mills has played, what, one or two good halves of football yeah. so far the entire season. Uh, he had a good half of football against the Raiders. I think he had a pretty good half of football against the Colts earlier in the season, but he's been mostly a disappointment. Um, what I mean about Ryan Tannehill is not that he's out running all the time, but he's a pretty mobile within-the-pocket quarterback. And if you take away his ability to kind of step up and move around – I, I don't know that he's Troy Aikman back there that can just, yep. you know, five-step drop, boom, balls out and on time and accurate. Um, so that is a concern. But isn't this another game? I know we've talked about this many times, but where there's just such a mismatch, Tennessee's defensive line, defensive front against Houston's. Um, I Even if Davis Mills was playing better, I'd still have a, uh, trouble with that. Yeah. Although they did beat the Texans, beat the Titans last year, so who knows. Um, next game, on this game... Holy cow. You want to talk about an Elliott Harrison special? It's this oh, one right here. Great. The Washington Commanders going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. It is Taylor Heineke versus Sam Ellinger. What a game. Colts three-point favorites at home. I'm not watching this game. I'm sorry. I can't even do this one. Uh, this. <laughs> I'll take... Uh, I'll take Washington to cover that. I'll, well, Washington doesn't well. need to cover the Colts are favored, but I, I think I'm going to take Washington to. Uh, does Washington lose by one, or do they outright win here? I'm taking Washington to outright win. I don't. I, I like to differ from you on a lot of these picks, and quite frankly, I've had a lot of success with it. But uh, I will. Uh, I'm going to go with you on this with Washington because I'm. I'm kind of riding the Taylor Heineke train. I'm not going to lie. I am. I think Terry McLaurin is super excited, Taylor yeah. Heineke. I get that feeling that he's no back kidding. in the lineup. Yeah, I, I, um, I think well, it's going to take the Colts a few weeks to get used to the Ellinger experience, right? And figure out how to way, you know how to use them. You I'll, know what another problem is here? What's up? I mean, how much has this kid played? Is he the kind of guy that's going to be able to go up to the line and make side adjustments or, or protection no. adjustments? Probably not. Washington's defensive front has a major advantage over the Colts' offensive line. The Colts' offensive line has been a problem all year. Um, I that's going to be a problem. That's this is the kind of game where maybe Matt Ryan could cover for some of that at least pre-snap, even though he's not playing well post-snap. Do you like how I did that? So 
they're, really. they're four games on in the late afternoon window. Um, and I have three TVs. This will not be on one of the three TVs. I'm just, but you know, uh, the other games. Uh, one of the games that will be on 49ers at Rams. 49ers, one and a half point favorites. Yeah, I love this matchup. This was a great game last year. Do you remember this game last year? It was week 18. The 49ers needed to win and came back. What about uh, like three weeks ago when they played? Why do you have to ruin everything? Well, I'm just saying they've they played negativity. more recently than that. So. Yeah, but they played at Los Angeles at the oh. end of last year. Okay, fine. And they played in the NFC Championship at Los Angeles. All right. Uh, look, I always enjoy 49ers-Rams games. This was, when I was growing up, this was one of the rivalries in the NFL. And <clears throat> if uh, the Cowboys were on early, a lot of times this was the late afternoon game, a lot of Monday night games in these teams' history. Uh, I like the 49ers to win this game outright. Uh, the one-and-a-half-point spread is not a big deal to me. Um, there's a lot to question here with the Rams. They can't run the ball worth a crap. They wanted to get Christian McCaffrey. They didn't get him. Matt Stafford, I don't know, know how much the elbow tendonitis is still affecting him, but he, he certainly must have a sore arm or something, and it's not being made up for by good protection. And to be honest with you, Marcus, outside of Aaron Donald, how much has that Rams defensive front really impressed you, the front seven this year? Not at all. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, nobody. Who's making plays for them? You were so right about something. I got to give you credit since I bust you all the time. Uh, last year, you said that Von Miller was a huge difference maker uh, for the Rams, and I didn't think it was going to be that big a deal. And sure enough, losing him has been huge. And we lost Marcus. Eric, looks like we lost Marcus. We're just we're just all off the rails there. He is uh doesn't it look like he's about to make a really poignant thought though? Like, oh there he is. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> You're back. You dude, the way you were frozen, it looked like you were gonna make just the greatest point ever. But um uh, I was no, just but, saying that but, but you were so my, right about Von Miller departing. You were so right about that. Here was my my question for you. Alaric Jackson, is that a made up name? Or the starting left tackle for the Rams this week? Well, it's the starting left tackle for the Rams, but if you had a cleric in Dungeons and Dragons, that was a really good thing. If you could get <laughs> a roll between like 16 and 20 on the 20 sided die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the uh, way, I, I've got a new addiction, bro. Do you have an AirPod case? I don't. These things are so fun to open and close, and I can't stop. So if you hear clicking, that's that's what it is. I just wanted you to know. Uh, all right. We both like the 49ers to, to win and cover. Thank you. Uh, Giants. 49ers at, country. <laughs> Giants at Seahawks. Uh, what a game. Game of the week. Seahawks, three-point favorites. This is a good game. Why are you making fun of this game? Because it's funny that I'm going to be watching this game and not 49ers Rams. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I remember a wild Giants at Seattle game where I remember Jeremy Shockey thought they had the game one and then Jay Feely missed the kick. Uh, I can try to remember what year that was. So good. Um, okay. Couple keys to this game to me. First of all, I think this is they Vegas totally called this right. Seahawks should definitely be a, a, a three point favorite at home. What's the over under for Giants Seahawks? 45. Okay. That's, that's about right too. This is a tough game to bet on. Wouldn't you agree? If you're talking yeah. about laying money here. Uh, I would probably stay away. I think I'd stay away. The good thing about the Giants is they travel well. Uh, they do. They've got a quarterback that can make plays out of the pocket running. They run the football. They're pretty straightforward offensively. Um, they're not making a lot of changes, I don't think, in their play calls at the line, at least not from what I've seen this year. Um they're not really relying on their outside receivers, which, you know, in a game like this actually can be helpful. It can get awfully loud in that place. I hate to say it, but I think the key to this game is Geno Smith and his passing. I think if he can exploit that Giants secondary, by the way, low under the radar that Landon Collins came back yeah. uh, to the Giants. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much that's going to help. I think Geno is the key to this game. I like Seattle to, I hate to say it, but I like Seattle to win this game at home. Yeah, I think the I, Giants number is going to be up this week. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Seattle wins and covers. I think uh, it's a push. It's yeah. a, this is Seattle wins by three. All right. So next, next right. game. I think I'm going to be at this game, to be honest. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there. 
Uh, Packers at Bills. I'm going to be right in the uh, right in Bills Mafia. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Are you going to jump on a table or do something like they do? Don't they stage dive onto like yeah, yeah, hard they, tables? They, they jump on table. If you've never tailgated at Buffalo before, that's a lot of fun. Oh, uh, this feels like a John Madden game, doesn't it? Like Packers at the Bills and Madden would probably go into the parking lot before the game and talk about how somebody's got kielbasa on the. I know you don't know uh, what that it, is. Yeah, it's not kielbasa. It's uh. It'd be the, the Buffalo Wings is what they would have, right? Um, so you're a Buffalo Wings guy. I'm I'm not really. You're a Buffalo Wild Wings guy. I I'm not really. Yeah, I, don't look at the the spread. Guess the spread without looking. All right, I'm not going to look. Um, Buffalo is going to be favored big. Question is, would Vegas be willing to go ten and a half big? I I don't think so. But seven and a half sounds too small. I'm gonna go nine and a half Buffalo. So when I emailed the the Eric the spreads and Megan the spreads this morning, it was eleven. It's crept all the way up to twelve and a half on most sports books now. Yeah, I'll take Buffalo to win and not cover. Mm. It's a prime time Aaron Rodgers game without mm-hmm. Alan Lazard, without Randall Cobb. Probably no Christian Watkins, which means Sammy Watkins and, and Romeo Dubs are going to be his number one and number two receivers against a Buffalo team coming off a bye that's healthy, and it's going to be a zoo at that place. I'm going to take Buffalo to win and cover. Okay. Um, Green Bay has the personnel to run at Buffalo. I think you can run. Uh, at Buffalo. Uh, I think that's one way I would play uh, this team. Secondly, Green Bay's defense has good personnel. Now, I know that they have not always played well this year, but if they rise to the occasion here, they I think you limit Buffalo's possessions. That's how I would coach this game and trust that my quarterback can make the most out of his. And this may be a Mason Crosby game uh, where you're taking three or four long field goals and trying to keep it tight. Um, I think 11 points is a lot of cover. That's a lot a lot to put your money on. It is, but there's definitely a game script in this one where Buffalo jumps out early and then Green Bay just doesn't have the horses to go you know, back and forth in this game, right? Who's covering Aaron Jones out of the backfield? Matt Milano? Tremaine Edmonds? Okay. I mean, that's the only thing that Buffalo really has to worry about. They got back, back both their defensive tackles, Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver, Vaughn Miller, you know, is going to be having a great matchup, whether it's Bakhtiari on the left side or a rookie Zach Tom. Yeah, that's why you, this is not an Aaron Rodgers 35 to 40 dropback game. It shouldn't be. And I know, look, I get it. He's Aaron Rodgers, but what weapons does he have outside? Use your backs. You know, use play action off yeah. of your backs. Play action can cover a lot of ills if it's used effectively. I know you're going to give me some analytics that. Play action was shown in 2021 to be less effective than regular passing, right? No, I, it's you're right. It's just it's a weird game. It feels like it's I would say more important for Green Bay, but it's not. I think it's actually more important for Buffalo, right? Like Buffalo has to keep up to be the number one seed in the AFC, and I don't think they're going to come out flat at home after a bye on Sunday Night Football. So it's a fun game. Yeah. Let me- I, it's a fun game. Let me just say this one last thing about play action. It's one thing to run your running back five times and a half and then go play action off of that. It's Nobody cares. But if you're running the ball consistently over and over and over again, especially if you're effective at it, then it makes a huge difference. I think the Rams were in 2018 when they went to the Super Bowl, they were brilliant off of play action with C.J. Anderson and uh, Todd Gurley, it made uh, Jared Goff a lot more effective. And that's why I had a great year, and 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 the Rams went to the Super Bowl, or it was one of the reasons. So that's what I'm talking about. I think the Packers had the personnel to do it. Whether or not LaFleur is going to do that, I don't know. Okay. Um, last one. Bengals at Browns, Monday Night Football. Bengals Ooh. are th- three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Browns to cover and win outright. Yeah, I, I'm with you on Browns to cover. Um Oh, to win, though, you sound really confident. So why are you so confident that Cleveland's going to beat Cincinnati? So I know they owned them last year. They, they owned them last year. Burrow has never beaten Cincinnati, but the Bengals had some injuries to the defensive line. DJ Reader, not going to play in this game, still on IR. Trey Hendrickson, a little bit banged up. Logan Wilson, the middle linebacker, didn't play last week, not expected to play this week. I think this is a game where just 
Cleveland runs the crap out of the ball. Jacoby Brissett's pretty efficient, and they win a 20-17 to 17 type of game. Well, look, Cleveland's got uh, good backs. They've got a good offensive line. Um, oh, Hendrickson's, a, if he doesn't play, that's a big loss for them. He has been – has there been a more underrated free agent signing than that one from New Orleans, man? Uh, and people thought that they overpaid, which yes, be further from the truth. Uh, Reader obviously being out's a big deal. Um, and Wilson too. I mean, honestly, you're taking three significant pieces out of their front seven against a team that you really do need a classic front seven it, against. And it's a must-win game for the Browns, right? It, it is. It is. You just hope they don't make some terrible mistake in the red zone or penalty on a field goal or whatever it is. I'm going to go with you on this. It's just that three and a half. Oh, but it's the Bengals uh, favored by three and a half. So yeah, yeah, I'll have the Browns win outright. I'm with you on that. Uh, okay. Let's talk over under on this game actually as well. I know the Bengals offense put up a lot of points against the Falcons and the Browns defense has been somewhat disappointing with Cleveland running all over Cincinnati though. I don't see this being a high flying game. It should definitely be under 50. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go 48 on this game. Yeah, you're right there. 47. Okay. Okay. Would you bet on that? I think I'd take the under. You take the under? Yep. I have more confidence about Cleveland winning this game outright than I do betting on I that, would agree. that under. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's run through the games really quickly. Ravens at Bucks. We both like the Bucks to win outright. Broncos at Jags. We're both not waking up early on Sunday to watch this. We both would lean Denver, though. Panthers at Falcons. We like the Falcons to win. I like the Panthers to cover. Bears at Cowboys. We both like the Cowboys to win, but the Bears to cover. Dolphins at Lions. I think you and I both like the Dolphins to win and cover, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay. Cardinals at Vikings. We both like the Vikings to win. I'm more bullish on the Vikings to cover that than you are. Raiders at Saints. We both like the Saints to cover or to win and cover that spread. Patriots at, yeah, Patriots at Jets. We both like the Patriots to, to win on the road. Steelers mm-hmm. at Eagles. We both like the Eagles to win. I think you like the Steelers to cover. I'm, I'm more of a toss-up there. Probably a stay away. Titans at Texans. We both like the Titans to win on the road and cover that spread. Mm-hmm. Washington at Colts. We both like Washington to pull off the upset and just win outright. 49ers at Rams. We both like the 49ers to win. Seahawks or Giants at Seahawks. We both like the Seahawks to win. Probably push on that spread, so stay yeah. away. Packers at Bills. We both like the Bills to win. I think I'm more inclined to bet the Bills to cover that spread than you are, um, but we'll see. Bengals at Browns. We both like the Browns to win outright. Well, this is the most we've agreed probably all season on yes. uh, picks. I don't know that that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that, may, that may not be so great. Probably not. Uh, okay, so... Let's talk a little uh, a little betting here. So last week I did my first official ten thousand dollar pick um, because I just didn't feel confident the first few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. I picked Tennessee to cover against the Colts. Uh, that did happen. I don't know that I feel as confident about a game this week as I did that one last week. But if we were going to pick two or three candidates and try to grab one out of those three before we do anything else, what are you looking at? I would say Minnesota to win outright against Arizona. I just think that's that's one that I like. I also really like the Patriots to to win on the road. They just don't lose to the Jets. Belichick doesn't lose to the Jets. I, I've got a bet for you though, right? Okay, let's we hear like it. we like three underdogs outright this week: Washington, Browns, Saints. You put ten dollars on that bet on just those three teams to win outright. Mm-hmm. You win one hundred and fifteen bucks. Wow. Now you could you could change this a little bit. Like if you like, I mean, you could actually do something called a round robin where you're betting like combinations of two of them, right? Saints, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Saints, Browns, Washington Browns, Washington Saints. Um, but I'm fine putting ten bucks on all three of those teams just to win outright to win 115 bucks. Hey Eric, could we back up the rundown real quick? I want to. I gotta. I gotta look at my menu again here just to. Who. Uh, Tell you what, bro, that Seattle Giants game is going to be a banger. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a banger. Isn't that crazy? I think it's going to be a really fun game. Now, uh, if you if you want to go with a tease, one that you, you feel really good about this week, I've got one for you. 
Okay, let's hear your tease, and then I'm going to, yeah, go ahead. All right, if you want one that I think is fairly safe, we could tease the Brown, or sorry, the 49ers, who are at minus one and a half, the Dolphins minus three and a half, and the Vikings. We put them in a seven-point teaser, and you you get the 49ers plus five and a half, the Dolphins plus three and a half, and then the Vikings plus three, right? That seems think, pretty safe. I think even more than the Vikings, I I think I'd feel fa- uh, safer even uh, making the Cleveland line worse. In other words, that Cleveland loses instead by what what weren't the Bengals favored by three and, three and a half? half? So we you so, could get you could get them at ten and a half. Do you see any world in which Cleveland loses by more than ten to Cincinnati at, at, at home? home? No. I don't. No, I don't at all. I like that a lot. Okay. I don't. I'll be honest, man. I don't really see any game on here that I would be confident telling people lay all your money on this game. I could tell you, I told you if we like tried to find two or three candidates, Atlanta and Carolina would be a candidate. New England uh, Jets would be a candidate, by the way, Atlanta to cover uh, New England uh, to beat the Jets and cover there. Um, but outside of those, I Maybe Minnesota, but I, I, there's just not one game here that's absolutely no. glaring to me. Is there one to you? Is, is it Patriots-Jets? Is that the closest you'll get? Mm, probably, but yeah, this is, not a, this is not a week that I want to be betting a huge amount on one single game. Yeah, I'm skipping this week on that. I felt really confident yep. about Titans-Colts. I don't feel confident. I actually like the last... Uh, the last one that you did there, if we replace Minnesota, Arizona with Cleveland, Cincinnati, I, I so, just can't see Cincinnati beating Cleveland by ju- that many points. Just to be clear on that one, it'd be Dolphins plus three and a half against the Lions, the mm-hmm. Vikings plus three at home against the Cardinals, and then the Browns plus ten and a half against the Browns. So now that's plus one thirty odds. The good thing here is what you could do: Vikings, or sorry, Dolphins, Lions, and Vikings, uh, Cardinals. Those are both one o'clock games. The Browns is the Monday night game. So of the first two legs of this parlay hit, you could hedge it a little bit, you know, and just bet the the you know the Bengals minus ten and get some good odds mm-hmm. that way. I think that's probably the way to go. Before I suggested we put Cleveland and Cincinnati there, what was the other team you had? I thought it was Vikings Cardinals was the last leg of that. But wh- what did you have initially? Uh, we, had had the Vikings, Sa- we had the yeah, Saints. We had the Saints uh, plus the or sorry the Washington Washington. Um, Plus two and a half. Yeah, actually, I like it better the way you just did it. So, again, that would be Minnesota uh, in Arizona, right? Yep. Uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Cincinnati would be uh, minus Browns. ten and a half. Yep, minus or ten. Or Cleveland plus, plus, ten. plus ten and a half. Yes, yep. you got it. And then the first leg of it was uh, Detroit-Miami. You make Miami a three and a half point underdog. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. That's what I would go with. I definitely yeah. would go with that over one there team. There we go. Um, I, you know, I'm in, I really am inclined, last thing I want to say on these games, I'm really inclined to disagree with you on something, though, and that is the question I asked you about Zach Wilson. I, I mean, I at what point um, have you seen enough to just say, look, we're not giving up on the guy for good, but don't, I mean, Marcus, don't these guys have to sit a little bit to know that, hey, if you keep making the same mistakes, we have to sit you down for a while. Otherwise, if they keep getting played, no matter what mistakes, there's not really, I hate to say punishment. I think ramifications is the better word. The hard part is Zach Wilson has only started 17 games in the NFL, right? Because of injuries. Yeah. And because of injuries. Um, and I think it's really hard to go back to him if you bench him, right? Because if Joe Flacco struggles... Um, well, then it's, hey, well, you thought this guy was better. Um, or, or if Joe Flacco is good, how do you go back to Zach Wilson at that point? So I, the most important thing for the Jets this year is figuring out if Zach Wilson is the answer. I think you have to give him at least five or six more games, even though he's probably holding you back. It, we, look, we don't have to spend an hour on this, but I also think it's important for young players, and the Jets have a slew of young talent to know that, hey, this organization is about winning. And if it just becomes, no, we're sacrificing the season because we want to evaluate Zach Wilson, I don't know that's a good message to send to your 22-year-old studs. I don't. Um, If this was a team full of 10-year veterans, 
that they know that they're just kind of playing out the string. They're making some money, continuing their NFL career, building their pension. That's one thing. They'll get over uh, that's it. That's not the case with this team. So get but, over it. Yeah, but I mean, okay. listen, we saw it happen to Miami when they benched Ryan Fitzpatrick for Tua and take him too long to get over it and start looking ahead to Tua. That's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll bring up one last point on this. Um, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson came out in the same draft, that being last year. And Trevor Lawrence has shown us flashes, even though he's been inconsistent. Look at last week. They were down. They needed a, a they had a do or die drive. And he took them down the field and completed a ball at the one foot line. His receiver didn't get deep enough. Uh, it was a great tackle by the Giants' safety, but you have to give Trevor Lawrence some credit. We've seen him play well in stretches. Have we really seen that from Zach Wilson? No. I mean, we haven't seen Zach Wilson. I mean, he, he really hasn't even had a, a super strong game, let alone string together multiple games. That's he hasn't had a 300-yard passing game yet in his career. He also, I mean, we're 17 games in, and I know that's not a huge sample size, but there hasn't been a single game yet where he's had a passer rating of 100 or better. You know, as much maligned, I would say the most maligned uh, first-round draft pick at quarterback since 2000, in my mind, is Jamarcus Russell. It has mm. to be. And I saw Jamarcus Russell shred the Dolphins. He actually did put together some good games. You'd be surprised if you go back. It's not as awful as you might think. Yeah. We really haven't seen that from Zach Wilson. That's why I'm asking you that question. Um, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one for an organization. But that's my uh, final thought for the day. I will give you yours. No, I think I don't think you're wrong. I think this is the game that they've got to figure it out, right? Like, if he looks so bad again against New England, and it's just clear that he's all holding them back from scoring more than 10 to 13 points, I think you have a conversation about it. But got to give him at least a little bit more time to figure things out. I, I see. Well, as I said, I will move aside for uh, for your thoughts. That was my thought. That's it? That's We're it. done? That's it. I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Listen, um, I don't appreciate your comments, by the way, earlier about the London game. I think uh, people around uh, the country are... Are you jazzed. waking up to watch it? No. Okay. Well, there you go. Eric, thumbs up if you're getting up to watch uh, Jack's Broncos. Yeah, it's no kid. Eric hesitated. Is, Eric, will I'm, you be awake by the time the game uh, ends? <laughs> That's a better question. No. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even finished asking the question when his arm was already doing, the forearm was already like we did slow-mo, turning the hand downward to give me the thumbs down. So... There we go. All right, that's enough from us uh, for today. We will see you after the Thursday night game. We'll do a little post. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about football theory. Marcus and I have been talking a lot about football theory on the phone. We're going to share some thoughts. And, uh, hey, I think this is a pretty good set of picks. They're all right. He's a host of Locked on Cowboys. He hosts it with Landon McCool. You can follow him there. Or... You can look at his Raiders work for USA Today. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher. I'm at Harrison NFL. Please say it. Broncos country. Let's ride. That was terrible. (laughs) See y'all later.